Pit football summer camp is here, and folks, we're going to preview it and the biggest things to watch and a few players I am on the lookout for. I'm the host of the Locked On Pit podcast, Nick Fairball. Let's get right into it. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. Great to be back today, and it's August 1st, and you know what that means. It is the first day of summer camp, folks. We are just a few weeks away. We're about five weeks away from Pitt taking on West Virginia. It's not that far away, believe it or not, but summer camp is up. We're going to start hearing some rumblings and some buzz about who's going to step up, who's going to really contribute this season. And that is a very, very fun and exciting time of the year. This is always when you start to smell football. College football is on the horizon, everybody. As always, though, folks, before we get into the depths of the discussion, make sure to like, comment, subscribe here. If you are watching this on YouTube, if you are listening to this, make sure to leave a comment and give me some type of advice because I always love to hear from the listeners of this great podcast. And, folks... Today, I really do want to talk a, a lot about just the team overall. Let's talk a little bit about problem areas, intriguing areas, and, and what we can expect a little bit with this team because Pitt right now is actually in a really fascinating position because of what they have and what they have lost and what they have gained, right? You know, you lose Kenny Pickett, you lose Jordan Addison, you lose Damari Mathis. Like, you lose three big names there, but you gain Kanani Mumfield, you gain Keaton Slovis, you gain a bunch of really fun players. And so it makes it all the more fun. So let, let's go into this, and let me tell you what I want to see. The biggest things I want to hear about, and the biggest things I'm curious about. First of all, and I think this is the biggest area of question, the linebackers. This is an area where we don't know what's going to happen. You know, you had to retool the whole linebacker room, essentially. This is the one area on the defensive side of the football where we can point to it and say there was a lot of turnover. This was an area that had to be completely retooled and, and revamped and you had to bring in more talent, right? Because you lost Phil Campbell. You lost Chase Pine. Cam Bright transfers to Washington. You lose Johnny Patrician. You lose four guys right there with a ton of experience. Now, Sebastian Dennis is back, and that's obviously going to be huge for Pitt. They have their leader. And Voss is obviously going to man that middle with Mike and maybe even play a little bit outside of money if they need him to. But outside of him, there's a lot of question marks that are really intriguing, though. And I think you really like some of these guys, right? Bengali Kamar, like, remember what he did in the Peach Bowl? He was really good in that game, made a few really nice cap tackles, looked extremely smart, looked extremely ready to go. This was a guy that I'm excited for because you look at every time he's been on tape and he has showcased good traits, 
high-level stuff, and I've seen him in practice. I've talked to him enough. I'm excited to see what Bengali Kamara brings here. I think he's going to be a really solid player there at that money spot. Then you look to the star spot. This is the most uncertain of all the three because I think you kind of know what Bengali is. You have the athleticism of a Shane Simon from Notre Dame. But we haven't seen Solomon DeShields in the same way we have seen Bengali Kamara. We know he's an athletic freak. Used to play receiver. Remember, he was a backup receiver last year when when Pitt started getting a lot of injuries and you had Taysir Mack and Mel Key Stovall and Trey Tipton banged up and Barden out, of course. You got Solomon DeShields there as an emergency receiver because he's an athletic freak. So what does he bring to the table? And then Tyler Wiltz is the biggest question that you look at. It's like, what is he going to be? Because I think the potential with Tyler Wiltz is really fun. I think it's a really exciting player there at that star. It's just always with players coming up from the FCS, right? It's always about, well, how did they translate? I think we'll get an idea here. Just looking from a physical standpoint, too, you know, going out of practice, just want to see how he moves, how he looks, different types of things where you maybe don't get that type of feel, but you want to have that type of feel. I think that's an important aspect to all of this and, and something that you really need. And so Tyler Wilts is interesting. And then behind Voss, you know, you got Brandon George. I think you feel good about Brandon George. Um, he's another guy that has experience playing. So I, I like that fact. Again, he's not as athletic as some of the guys we're talking about, but very smart, disciplined player, hard hitter. He's the type of a throwback type of linebacker that every, I, I think every team needs you know you need that little bit of a tone so that little bit of an enforcer for you so linebacker is a big question who else will emerge out of that because the big thing here was Marquand Pope is now medically ineligible and we heard that at ACC media days that he is not going to play this year and he looked really good in the spring according to Pat Narduzzi so who else is going to step up there what if what if there's an injury you know is Aiden Henningham ready what about Kyle Lewis, right? Kyle Lewis was a big name in this recruiting class to me. I was very, I was anticipating what he could bring to the table. So let's see what the linebackers can do. They're a little thin here, though. So that could be a question mark, but I, I, I like the top six enough to at least, I think, get them there. Another thing I really want to watch and hear about, but the receiver room, right? The wide receivers, I think this is a nice receiver room. I think they have some talent here. Who's going to be the wide receiver three? Who's going to be the guy that steps up? Because this is a wide receiver room that after Jared Wayne and, and after Kanane Mumfield, it's like, well, who actually is going to be the big guy that steps up? Because here's the thing. It could be Jalen Barton. I think you have to be a little bit excited about what he brings from an athleticism standpoint. And he was just starting to really get things going. But also, Jaden Bradley is this height, weight, speed guy that's really intriguing and has really good route running skills for his size. Then you have Addison Copeland, who is fun. Chaino Obico, who is a huge speedster track athlete from Texas, right? You have all these guys. Bub Means is officially eligible. He's a guy that caught almost 20 yards per reception last year, and he was a hugely explosive player. He's probably their answer to Taysier Mack. So... What is this receiver room going to look like? How does that end up kind of working out? Because this receiver room is really solid, but also 
a unit that has potential but no certainty yet. I think Taekwon Underwood's going to have a little bit of work to kind of split the hairs out here and see who could potentially emerge. There's another storyline I want to talk about, but first, I'm going to let you guys know about LinkedIn because, folks, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. And all you have to do is create a free job in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond in the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Add the job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn and get ready to search for the candidates you want. You can put screening questions in there. Make it easy to focus on your candidates. Small businesses love LinkedIn and they rate it as the number one provider in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit linkedin post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college that's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply welcome back here to the locked on pit podcast everybody as we are talking here through a little bit of just a very preliminary preview of summer camp and what I want to look for some of these storylines that I look at in linebackers receiver room. The third one, I think that we need to pay really big attention to, and there's obviously a ton and, and there's going to be microcosms. It's the offensive line. And, and I, you know, I think that, you know, outside of the quarterback competition, this is the most interesting actual competition because what is the competition? We don't even know who some of the competitors are going to be in this room. Because, like, here's the thing. You look at it, and you say, five starters, Warren, Miner, Drexel, Cradle, Hoy. And that could be the case. It absolutely could be. But we have talented players like Matt Gonsalves to consider here, Ryan Jacoby, Terrence Moore. You have these names, Blake Zubovich, Ryan Bear, right, Branson Taylor. Like, this is a really deep offensive line room, and it's a really experienced one. And it's one of the best in the ACC, if not the best on paper. And so this is an offensive line group that that's really going to be competing for a lot of jobs. I think the two guys that I'm going to say are 100% sticking in this lineup are Carter Warren and Marcus Minor. I think that left side is really good. They mesh well together. They feed off each other. They're good in pass protection, and they're good run blockers. So that left side I feel very confident about in any facet of the game. But maybe you want to get more athletic up front. Well, maybe you move Terrence Warren in center. Or maybe you want to get a little nastier. Well, maybe Jake Cradle slips to center. He has that capacity. Maybe a Blake Zubovich or a Ryan Jacoby plays there. Or you slide Gabe Hoy inside and play Mac Gonsalves or Branson Taylor or Ryan Bear. This is the great thing about what Pitt has in the offensive line room right now. Because Pitt has so many different options. I can mix and match so many different things here for Pitt on that offensive line room. I can say just about anyone could play in there. You could throw Branson Taylor in there if he's ready to go. You could throw the freshman Ryan Bear in there if he proves to be better than expected. You could throw the athletic Terrence Moore in there. 
And, and I think Owen Drexel's the most interesting senior out of this group because remember some of the struggles he had last year. He wasn't necessarily dependable in getting actual good snaps up. He's not an overly dominant type of center. He's a solid kind of very chill center, right? He's not going to be a guy that usually overpowers you, but he's steady. Doesn't really get run over. You know, maybe if he's facing super top competition, you can get into a little bit of trouble, but he's usually a steady guy. But he's not necessarily an elite player. So is he potentially upgradable? I think there could be a potential upgrade there if Pitt can find one. The question is, who would that be? Would that be Zubovich? Would that be Terrence Moore? Would it be Jake Cradle? There's a lot of different various movements there at that center position, and that's going to dictate how everything goes because if Cradle slides inside, that right guard battle is going to be something to watch between Hoy and you got more even in that one as well, but you got Zibovich and Jacoby and even Bear potentially sliding in inside. So that offensive line room, it's going to be the question, do all five starters from last year start opening day? I think there's a real question they actually don't. So I think that one is interesting to watch. But I want to switch over to some players now because players are always fun. This is always the talk of camp. Uh, usually it is, at least. Uh, Pitt has a few different things to watch this year, obviously, with their scheme. Uh, but we we kind of can expect what you get from Frank Sine. You get a lot of, you know, two tight end, three person, 13 personnel, 12 personnel. So you're going to get multiple tight end sets, more wide zones, more play action, uh, more emphasis on the run game and a balanced set. Uh, so you're going to get that. You're going to get explosive shot plays, though, out of that as well. So you're going to get a more NFL offense. That's really what it is. But on that offense, and you look to guys that could fit into that mold, and you say, who in the world could potentially have that breakout summer and really be an impressive guy? And I'll tell you what, you know, a, a guy to watch for me in this summer is at the tight end room. It's going to be Carter Johnson because Carter Johnson is a guy that has not been talked about nearly enough. And, you know, he's a JUCO transfer from TCU who went to TCU, then went to JUCO, and now he's at Pitt. And he's he's a very intriguing player in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. One, this is a guy that is athletic and not sneakily so. He's quick. He's got some explosiveness. He's not super fast, but he's got enough speed to burn. Uh, very strong hands, a little bit smaller of the frame. He's probably only 6'2", 6'3", but quick hands, and you could tell. So he's going to be that athletic type of seam-busting tight end. But he's also got really nice polished hands, and that's something I really do like in tight ends because if you have polished hands both blocking and in the receiving game, that's where the groundwork works. He's not an overly dominant blocker yet, but he has the hand uses, the placement, and he's got the grip strength. So he's got a big part of it down. You just got to kind of work on some functional strength things, some leverage ideas, and basically body positioning in that game. But Carter Johnson, I think, is a really interesting player. I think that he could actually have a bigger impact than people think upcoming this year, especially with so much expectation for those multiple tight end sets, folks. This is huge for Pitt to look at. 
In that running back room, though, let's not overlook a guy like Sebo Flenister. I don't want to name any of the established guys in that room because I think everyone knows who Rodney Hammond, and Vincent Davis and Izzy Abani Kandar, and you probably know who Daniel Carter is after the spring. What about Sebo Flemister? Everyone's going to forget about him, transferred from Notre Dame, and they got him after Jordan Bailey left because of academic issues. And so you look at Sebo Flemister and on tape at Notre Dame, there was some really good stuff. He's a really tough runner. This guy's a hard-nosed football player, a smart player at that, good in pass protection. He's not overly agile or quick or fast he's not got great athletic gifts that's not his natural intonation but he's got really good intangibles he always falls forward his legs are always moving he will run through your face as a defender this is a really fun football player if you're a football guy you're gonna like some Sebo Flemish a little bit of a throwback again not gonna wow you with the athletic ability but the tough, hard-nosed runs, the smart cuts. You know, he's a one-cut-and-go type of guy, makes the right reads, soft hands. He's got some three-dimensional ability as a running back to do a lot of different things. This is a fun football player to bring into your offense. You know, I think he could make some noise, and, and that's a running back room that's very stacked. So it's kind of hard to see how you can divulge that playing time because, listen, after the spring Daniel Carter had, it's tough even fitting him into that equation. Right. But Sebo Flemister, I think, has a lot of intangibles you look at that you can be excited about. There are more players I want to talk about. But first, let me talk to you guys about Bet Online, because BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines and games. Find reviews and news for every season, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL combat sports, esports and even Golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource for all your sporting wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, podcasts. They have you covered in all areas. Head to BetOnline today or your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. Talking more so about the defensive side of the ball now because we talked about some sleepers potentially on the defense uh, on the offense rather but on the defense i want to talk about a guy that might not be getting enough attention in this safety room pj o'brien a sophomore coming off what was a freshman year that i considered an up and down freshman year he had some areas where you know he maybe got a little too aggressive and looked like a young guy right he's an aggressive player looking for the big play, but you could see on special teams the physicality, the athleticism, and you could see the tenacity he plays the game of football with. It's really exciting in that regard. You look at that with P.J. O'Brien, man, and a lot of the traits, the baseline traits to be a fun player that can make something in this conference, you see it. And P.J. O'Brien, again, the safety room right now, it's not really in flux because you bring back both starting safeties. You bring back that whole room. You know, Judson Palandir is still there. You add Khalil Anderson to that room. Rashad Battle out of that room. But P.J. O'Brien was a solid safety, a backup safety as a freshman. And this is a really key sophomore year for him. And I think if he could take that step forward, 
I think Pitt fans could actually be really enthused about what they see because Pitt could use some safety depth there just in case one of Hill or Hallett would get hurt or whatever would happen in a game because they need some safety depth. That has been a question mark, and I think P.J. O'Brien has the athleticism to bring a lot of fun things to the table. Defensive tackle. I want to talk about this because I want to talk about Elliot Donald. And this is the big year for Elliot Donald, I think. No Keyshawn Camp anymore. You bring back a lot of those vets. Devin Danielson, obviously, Kalaja Kansi. But you still have David Green. You still have Tyler Bentley. You still have a lot of familiar names. DeAndre Jules. You know, guys that have played before in that role. But Elliot Donald is there. And after really a year just to sit and kind of marinate and and get his body right and do all that. He looks jacked this year. He looks like a legitimately different player. That's very exciting to me about what I could see with L.A. Donald because there is room for a player to break in there. Now, it might not be him. It could be a Dorian Ford. That's certainly possible. It could be Chris Maloney. It could be someone like that, right? But, and this is the thing about L.A. Donald. He has great natural gifts the springiness the athleticism of the first step is all there and i know that's a big thing that i focus on and i kind of reiterate not everyone with the great first step is a good football player but a baseline for the ceiling of their career is there ellie don has that his motor is hot he obviously has a great lineage he's got those football bloodlines he works with uncle aaron right that's a big thing though because he can get all of those tips it's kind of the same thing if you think about J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt, right, in a lot of similar ways. Now, that doesn't mean like Donaldson is going to be a T.J. watt as player, but you can learn from greatness, and that is something that is really going to be good here for Elliot Donald. Had to work on his hands last year, had to get that functional strength up. Looks jacked, and that's going to be a big thing. When you saw him in the spring, this was a different type of guy. He just looked big, and so – very excited to see what he can bring to the table. I think there's a legitimate chance here. Elliot Donald cracks into this rotation and the interior defensive line. Now, I do want to go back over to the offensive side of the football. I want to talk about a more established name that a lot of you are very excited to see. And that name would be Gavin Bartholomew. And why do I want to talk about Gavin Bartholomew? Because... This is such an interesting year for him. He's going to embrace a different role. While it doesn't seem like he would, he was an H-back mostly last year. H-back is a different role than playing the traditional F or the Y or the inline tight end role. And he didn't do that a lot last year. Pitt tried to actually not play a lot of inline tight end last year. They set it off the offset H-back. Put him in that off to that sidecar with Kenny Pickett or Lucas Carl was outside. So it's going to be a new route tree for Bartholomew to learn. He's going to have to be a stronger blocker at the point of attack. He's going to have to do more. He's going to have to do everything. And that's going to be something because this is going to be huge in 12, 13 personnel. If you want to mix and match personnels and create mismatches for defenses, in this type of system, boy, you better be able to do that because otherwise you can't disguise plays and you become predictable. And so Gavin Bartholomew is going to be a huge reason why this either works or doesn't. But he looks different, right? This was a kid that was great as a freshman. He was a freshman All-American, really good. But one thing he never really had that was apparent was he did have a freshman body. 
You know, he's big, he's athletic. He never was, though, impressive physically in terms of, oh, he's super strong or, oh, he's this. He was just tough and he was really had a great spirit about him, a, a, a tough player to bring down and match with physicality-wise and energy-wise. Now, man, this kid looks like a college player. He looks jacked. And we're talking about body transformations. At this level, this is huge. Freshman to sophomore year, those body transformations can change a player's game. If he picks up on some of the stuff he could potentially pick up on, I'm telling you, Gavin Bartholomew has first-team All-ACC potential in his blood. Uh, We'll see how he translates into that role, but I'm very intrigued. I want to hop back over to the defense for my third player to watch that I'm very interested to see, and that would be along the defensive line, one Mr. Dayon Hayes. And how could I not be excited to see what Dayon Hayes brings to the table? Because, folks, Dayon Hayes ended the year on an absolute tear last year. And there's plenty of reasons why, right? He's got great bend. He's got great burst. His motor runs hot 24-7. But Dayon Hayes this year, this is the year that he should be ready to crack it open. This should be the year people know the name Dayon Hayes just outside of Pittsburgh. I would be very surprised if people don't know who Dayon Hayes is by the end of the year. We already saw it start to come last year. He's developed new moves. He's got that chop rip combo. He's got that cross chop rip. He's got the rip and dip. He's got a spin move. He's got different types of moves. Now let's see that bull rush. Let's see him add some of that. Let's see him add some dimension to this, right? He's got great mentors in Haba and Deslin Alexander and John Morgan and all those guys. But Dayon Hayes, this is a guy that has a lot of the traits you want in a really good college pass rusher and so i think in summer camp you're gonna hear a lot about this kid i think you're gonna hear a lot of good things about him this could be the year dan hayes really puts his name on the national scene if you will all right folks we'll be back tomorrow of course we are going to talk about some summer camp stuff media day tomorrow acc media days across really the entire acc not the traditional ones in charlotte but everyone's first day of camp, they will be tomorrow. Pitt will be down there at the south side. We'll talk about some things to learn there, maybe even some player audio for y'all to listen to. As always, folks, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. And as we end it, hail to Pitt.